Welcome to the world's premier Black Crows podcast. State of America. Hosted by two of the band's most dedicated fans, David Hudson and Ian Rice. And now, let's get the show on the road. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the State of America podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ian Rice, and with me, as always, is Mr. David Hudson. David, how are you today, sir? I can't complain, Ian. I'm uh, I'm having a good day. Uh, recording kind of early in the morning, which is different for us. I'm more of a morning person anyway, so uh, you're going to get the best David Hudson you can get today. It's funny because I'm more of a morning guy, too, and we always tend to record at night because of our schedule. So. Right. Yeah. But uh, this is a very special episode for us because uh, although it is uh, you know slightly later than the actual date itself, this is our first anniversary episode. We have now been doing this podcast officially for one year, and what a year it has been, wouldn't you agree? Man, I, I, it has gone by quick. It's kind of a whirlwind. I kind of pinch myself sometimes when I think about some of the experiences we've had and some of the guests we've had and just kind of, but more importantly, like all the friends we've made. That You know, you, you and I have become great friends, and then all the people we've met online. Like To me, that's the, that's the, the best part that's come out of all this. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, definitely. I mean, you know, all said and done, and I, I do mean this sincerely, like you and I have become good friends and that's that's the most if it ended if this was the last episode that would carry on and that's the that's the best part right all the other stuff is like really cool additions to that for me you know and i just i actually didn't realize it was our year uh, until like sometime in april and i was just going back through old episodes looking and i noticed the date on the first one i said because it just went by so quick you know the reason I remember it, uh, I had gone to see uh, the Winery Dogs. If you're not familiar with them, it's um, Mike Portnoy, Billy mm. Sheehan, and Richie Cotson. Probably the most musical talent I've ever seen on a stage in my life. And I was driving back. I, I remember driving back from New Orleans, and when we uh, were go- we either dropped the first episode or the second episode. I, it's really funny. I remember if you're if you're going into New Orleans from where I live, the last like 25 miles are basically over this bridge that goes through kind of the swamp and Lake Pontchartrain and stuff like that. And I remember uh, right when I got on the bridge, you sent me a text and said, I'm about to you know, drop the episode. And uh, so I've kind of always had in the back of my mind that it was, you know, the first part of May. But I think May 2nd was the actual was the actual date. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's gone by quick, man. It is. It, it has been some crazy experiences, some that we can tell, some that we we have to keep between us and, and the people involved. But it just uh, it proved to me what I kind of thought all along when I had the idea of doing this, that. There was a market for this. There were a group of people that wanted it. There were people that wanted to talk about it without just being a bunch of negative stuff around it and and and, and things like that. And uh, that's definitely it's definitely true. Yeah, I mean that's definitely what it's become. And, and you know, not uh, naming names specifically, but we've gotten a lot of remarks, you know, from regular people like us that that listen, and even you know some of the people involved with the band, guests that we've had, that they appreciate the. The positive angle we take on it because you know let's face it a lot of things surrounding the black crows can be quite negative you know as far as just getting into like who's mad at who and, and who did what I, that doesn't that honestly doesn't interest me like when i read an autobiography i, I love reading music autobiography and I, i'm not necessarily in it for the dirt i'm in it for like well what guitar were they playing in this session what led to this song you know and stuff like that so 
Uh, that's more kind of like how you and I are anyway. And it, and it, it would be tough to do this podcast if I was like, you know, I wanted to bury members of the band constantly and stuff like that. And you didn't or vice versa. That it would be kind of, it'd be a hard podcast to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I just like, you know, I've always liked the, the approach we've taken and, and, you know, clearly it paid off in a lot of ways. But, uh, I guess, I guess it would be easier for you to kind of start this part of the story because it started with your, other podcast, uh, Digital Killed the Radio Star. That's really where the, the the genesis of this podcast started. So, what was? How did it start? Because I, you know, from my perspective, it's just you just asked me to do this, and but I don't know. I honestly don't even know. We never really talked about it. Like, what led to you asking me to do it in the first place? And, and you know, what was your seed of an idea at the time? Well, when I started Digital Killed the Radio Star, my college friend Chris and I. I basically had been doing podcasts for the last 20 years, just us talking on the phone about music or whatever. And and Chris and I, at the time, I think thought we had a whole lot more in common musically than we did. But as we started doing the podcast, we realized we had those moments that overlapped. But then he's more into uh, a lot of hardcore punk, like he's you know the Misfits. He's, he's been to see them recently. He 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 uh, he has very eclectic music taste. He's just he's a a music, you know, encyclopedia. He's, he's just he's brilliant when it comes to music and stuff like that. And has this like really good taste in music, and but it's kind of all over the place. And one of the things that we decided to do was he would pick a band that he loves that he knows I'm not necessarily familiar with, and vice versa. And we would spend like two weeks and listen to that entire band's catalog. He picked Social Distortion for me. That's his favorite band of all time. Well, he did the same thing with the Black Crows, and so we did it on the Black Crows. And that podcast got a lot of downloads. So there's there's a market pretty much for any band just about. And I'm like, there's nobody doing this for the Black Crows. I know there's a ton of fans and people like me are just hungry for knowledge about the band. And so um, one day I was like, because uh, Chris doesn't like to do album episodes. So if I want to do like an album breakdown, which you're doing like on Classic Wax, yeah. he, he doesn't like doing those. So he has no problem with me finding somebody to do an album with. So I got on, I think it was True Fans of the Magpie Salute, and was just throwing out there, hey, I'll, anybody want to do like an album breakdown? And man, I got so many responses that I couldn't, I could not keep them, keep them straight. I mean, it was probably 50 or 60 people sending me direct messages. Really? Yeah, and so one of the people that reached out to me was uh, Jessica Colreco, which we all know from you know all the, the message boards. Huge Black Crows fan, huge Rolling Stones fan, record company fan. She's great. She cracks me up uh, on um, uh, on Facebook. So we just kind of like I think I was off that day. It was like eight or nine in the morning. I'm like, hey, do you want to do Shake Your Money Maker? And she's like, yeah, can we do it right now? And so like without any prep, boom, pull it up. Jessica and I knock it out great job she did a great job on it she's so funny oh yeah uh, and put it out all kinds of response even got more people dming me going hey i heard you know the shake your money maker i'd love to come do you know a mork or lines or three snakes or whatever and so i asked craig helmrick uh he came on and did the mork episode and he is a musician mm-hmm. uh, a very talented musician and mark ford has actually recorded music with him Oh, cool. And he came on and did a Morka and just did a, he, he knocked it out of the park. And then, um, I guess you had sent me, I, all right, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you sent me a message saying, 
you had written for Hitting the Note magazine, and you really like Three Snakes. Is, is that how it happened? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so Ian and I scheduled there for a little bit didn't didn't match up, so I kind of put it on the back burner. But the, the Amoric episode did really well, and like I said, Craig was just a wealth of information. And uh, shout out to him. I haven't heard from him in a while, but uh, if he's listening, uh, thank you for coming on and doing that. Uh, eventually, you and I get together and do Three Snakes and One Charm. And I was like, this one was, this one was really good. And we had like a real good rapport off the bat. And uh, I put it out, and it got a great response. At that point, I, I was like, the universe is telling me it needs to be a Black Crows podcast. Right. But I was like, I, I don't want to take away from Digital Kill because I love doing it. Uh, uh, Chris is one of my good friends, and I, I love doing it. And I, it's not fair for me to ask him to do a lot of Black Crows because, I mean, he's seen them a couple of times, and, you know, he thinks they're a good rock and roll band. He doesn't like all the jam band stuff, so that mm-hmm. stuff, you know, doesn't relate to him. I began on Facebook just kind of talking to a couple of people of being like, hey, do you think this is a viable idea? Do, do you think how much how much do you think people would listen or whatever? And one of the people I reached out to was you. And then you responded back and forth. And then finally, I don't know, I feel like I feel like, Ian, you had the background with hitting the note. Uh, you know, you had had some experience with Mark Ford with helping him get uh, that album released. And so uh, we were just kind of going back and forth. And I, I think finally, I think I just said, hey, do you think a Black Crows podcast is would people would listen to it? And you're like, yes. And so then I think I remember I responded, well, do you want to do one? And you were like, what do you mean? I'm like, do you want to co-host or be my host for one? So we decided to do it. And so I started posting we were going to do it. And we got a bunch of you know people following us. And then you and I couldn't get our schedules to, to match up. And then I had to have a surgery that put me down for a little bit. And uh, finally, uh, you know, we got it all worked out and we did the first one. And I remember I remember feeling really weird when we were recording it because it was the first one. And I had, you know, I knew how Digital Killed went. I knew how many people would listen to it. Uh, I knew how me and Chris, you know, how, how our rapport together was on that one. And about 15 minutes into that first one, it hit me like this is going to work. And uh, I don't know about you, but I haven't I haven't looked back since. Um, and we've I've had a number of people tell me that, like, hey, you know, the first one or two, you could tell you guys were like getting to know each other. And then, like, after that, it took off. And, you know, we like hearing how you guys you know interact with one another. And so that's kind of the a little bit longer version of probably everyone to know. But um, of how the of how the podcast came to be. I didn't know that um, you had so many responses to that. I don't know how I funneled myself through 50 or 60 people and got to be the guy. It was, it was instantaneously when I put that out there. Like my, my in, I, I wasn't working that day and I was just in my inbox blew up and I go, whoa, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to like, so I kind of like almost like any mini money mo at one point and pick people. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was a no brainer for me. I've been, you know, a man obsessed with radio for a very long time. And I always wanted to do, something like music-related podcast-wise, but I didn't know the ins and outs of it. You can't really play a ton of music on things because of licensing and all that. And I never really know knew what to do. So when you said, I have this idea, would you be interested in doing it? It's like, yes, like, uh, you know, of course, <laughs> you know, because it, it, and, uh, but I mean, it, it's a funny thing because I, I, I've never looked back either. I mean, I've, as funny as it is to say, sometimes you think, you, you know, you, you rewind and ch- I've never, I don't think I've gone back and, and listened to, you know, the first few episodes or any episodes, really, you know, I just 
we do them, and I spend so much time with them because you know I I do the bulk of the editing on them that I they're like committed to memory almost, you know. Yeah, and just for those that don't know, these podcasts sound good because of Ian. He is a uh, the master editor, and uh, honestly, and a lot of little things that he drops in the creative spark. Uh, on a lot of the stuff that he puts in these episodes and a lot of the, the music he finds and stuff like that. And I handle Twitter and Instagram. And then we both uh, split the duties of, um, uh, you know, getting guests. And, uh, and it, most of the time, if somebody responds to you on Facebook, it's Ian. Uh, and on Twitter, it's always me. And Instagram, it's always me. So a um, little heads up on all of that. But yeah, we uh, we have a good time doing it. It's never it's never felt like a drag to me, and it's never felt like anything resembling work. No, and yeah, usually on Facebook. Actually, I've taken to doing on the Facebook page, yeah, because you're on there as well. Whereas I'm not on the our Twitter or our Instagram, you know. But uh, you know, you do check in on the Facebook page, like you know, in the administrative capacity. So for answering people, I've I've taken to putting. If I answer something, I put my name in brackets after it so they know it's from me. So they can distinguish the two. I, I need to start doing that. In case, well, <laughs> I, if I start like cursing people out, like Ian. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, it wasn't me. It was that guy. You know, I'm the right. I'm the lovable one. As you tell me, you have the southern charm. No, because um, with regard to guests, I'd say that it's, it's really like an eighty twenty split, probably because oftentimes we've reached out to the same people. And they don't respond to me, and they respond to Steve. <laughs> he tells me, "Oh, that's my southern charm," you know. So it's, it's got to be good for something. <laughs> but um, in preparation for this, and, and thinking about doing this episode, I kind of I went back and just looked at all the episodes we had done, and you know, some not that you forget things, but you forget how just how many great moments you had, and you know. So I kind of you know took a few notes and. We thought we'd touch on them a little bit. The first thing I do want to mention is because very early on, our first guest in any capacity was actually someone who was a friend of yours first, David, but a wonderful guy. I can't say enough things about him. Um, Dave Chamberlain, who came on and, and did an episode with us. And then Dave has also recorded an episode on the new Classic Wax thing that I'm doing on this on the side, recorded with me. And, and our charity auction we did this past Christmas was to benefit the the nonprofit organization Dave works for, which is uh, Nucci Space, and uh, you know he's just he's just a, a really sweet guy, and, and uh, I'm glad to have met him. You know, uh, he's so cool. Um, uh, he and I'll text each other back and forth sometimes, and uh, he just has a, he has a great outlook on music. He has a great taste. Um, he's a pretty deep thinker when it comes to music. Um, he and I did. I met him. We did uh, Tom Petty's Echo on. Um, Digital Killed the Radio Star, which is nice. probably like my first or second Tom Pe- favorite Tom Petty album. I absolutely love it. And it's so dark and depressing, but it's, it, it makes for great music. But and it was always a shame that he didn't play a lot of that music live anymore after that tour. But Dave and I hit it off then. And then, uh, yeah, we had he was the first person we had come on, and uh, he hit it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just a, again, you know, we have a positive guy and fit into our the vibe we were trying to keep and has that same hunger for music and, and appreciation of music and uh, it was great and you know uh, of course we will be having him back you know the, it, it's weird the responses we get for and not even that we've ever really thrown it out there a, a tremendous amount but people will just contact us and and say you know if you ever need somebody for this or this is an idea i had and maybe i could be part of it too or even if you just want to use the idea 
and you know we we take all those things in and we appreciate it so much and and we keep you know, I keep a record of everybody that's done that it's just you know I, I don't want people to ever feel discouraged like we we've uh, you know brushed off their requests or anything we have so many requests for it and we try to get to them all but then these little things come in in between you know oh now this guy's going to come on so that pushes back a, another plan we may have had a little bit you know so yeah like a great example of that is uh, we recorded those Fillmore shows with us Steve Gleason and in the middle of uh, of us you know editing and putting those up boom we get Jeff Dunn agrees to do one and then uh, go ahead and spoil it our next episode after this is going to be interview with Drew Consalvo all that happened like within a I think within a weekend yeah I think we did the, both of those in the same weekend and the and the I mean honestly I'll be I'll be forthcoming with everybody the delay in getting uh, a newer episode out recently has been on 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 this side of the uh, microphone it's uh you know I uh in this whole odd climate of COVID-19 role living in I was called back to work earlier than expected and it's just been a uh you know, like a, a, a constant grind since then, and a lot of you know, my time has been eaten up. You know, I thought I had, I thought I had more time at home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Drew Consalvo's next, and man, he hit a he hit a home run. You're gonna, there's a lot of nuggets in there that you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy. Trust us. There is, and going back over it, you know, putting the episode together as I normally do, I forgot because we were like, I, that was a conversation that I was just captivated when we were having so i forgot how much great stuff is in there and i i didn't my worry always with a, a lot of these guests is i don't want to to do an injustice to what they've given us so like i'm very particular about editing those you know so it's a it's going to be a nice one I, I i've been enjoying re-listening to it and definitely some cool info in there and just some cool stories and things like that so so dave was our first guest there and and uh, you know we've we've had some other really cool um, fan guests along the way. We have we haven't had anybody come on as a fan that was remotely bad. No, and and you know and then we got to when the when the when the guys were getting back together and doing some shows. They did some L.A. and New York shows. Then they went over to England and did one or two things, uh, you know, around the London area. You know, we started. You know, we had the idea to get like a quick correspondent on, and one of those guys we had on was a guy, uh, Liam Whiting, who had contacted us prior. You know, we had kind of arranged to do a Before the Frost episode with him, and it got delayed and got delayed. So he did the correspondent thing with us, and then we have that Before the Frost episode is is waiting in the wings also. And, you know, but Liam's a great guy, and I'm glad. You know, there's so many people that we've spoken to, whether it be on the show or, or, or you, know, you know, through the social media platforms and such, that I'm glad that they're around and they're, you know, they're constant supporters. There's people that promote us and, and do things and... I personally appreciate that. I'm sure the same goes for you, David. Yes, and thank you to all the people that whenever C-Rob does an Instagram Live or Johnny Colt does an Instagram Live that say, please come on State of America podcast. Uh, that's very cool to see. You know, Obviously, we like to have both of them on. Um, uh, we at least know that Chris has listened to one of our episodes. Yes. Um, and so uh, that makes us feel good. You're talking about the the – those shows we had Matt from California, Eric from New York, yeah. our correspondents for that. They did a great job. Let's see, we had William Whalen on. We've had Steve Gleason, Seth Miller from the Americans. Yeah, we had uh, Joe, guys, Joe Boylan on. He was great. Joe Boylan. Yeah, those guys were great. Kate Thompson. Oh, uh, she was great. I mean, I'm not leaving anybody out. I'm just doing this off the top of my head without a list. Everybody that's been on is great, and every it's funny 
you know, every time we have a, a guest, whether it be a listener guest or even, you know, someone within the parameters of, you know, that had actual interaction and, and work within the band, I always think like, oh, is, I hope this goes well, you know, and everyone goes well. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, you know, talking of, uh, for lack of a better term, celebrity guests, you know, our first one in that realm and the first guy to agree to do it and come on and really, I think, set the bar for us and helped us have something to point to go, look, th- this, he came on, so it's cool, you know, and, and that was, uh, Matt Slocum, phenomenal keyboard player in so many bands, you know, obviously most Black Crows people know him from, uh, the Magpie Salute. You know, of course, but uh, and just a, just a gracious guy, and I loved having him on. I loved talking to him. I'd love to have him on again. Super nice guy, yeah, and he's played with everybody. <laughs> I mean, he is that guy's never going to be without work, and uh, he has been super nice and supportive of us. And uh, I guess a little bit behind uh, inside baseball uh, about that interview. You know, <laughs> that that interview took place when the Crows reunion rumors were hot and heavy, and you know, and Magpie had that new album coming out and there was not being any promotion about it. And, uh, we were very respectful of that situation with Matt. He, he, he was great to have on. I remember him telling the story about recording some of the songs for high water two on the same piano that Freddie Mercury wrote Bohemian Rhapsody and recorded it on. Yeah. You know, that, that, uh, that's Matt was such a nice guy. And, you know, I, I sent him a message the other day. I don't think he's seen it or whatever, but I forever indebted because he was the first person that had any affiliation with any of the, any of this music to agree to come on. And I mean, he really kind of broke the ice for us. You know, I'm also forever grateful to him, you know, and I, I ultimately think that's what led to, you know, perhaps the, uh, biggest guest we had on throughout our run so far. That was episode 19. That was Mr. Steve Gorman. And of course, Steve Gorman during the recording, of the episode, was great to us and then you know i won't divulge any of the details but after the interview we must have talked to him for 15 20 minutes and he had a lot of great things to say there and then just a lot of other situations that have cropped up here and there he's kind of he's very gracious in his support to us you know whether he's vocal about it or not you know even just things he does behind the scenes from time to time and i'm forever grateful for to, to Steve Gorman for coming on here and, and I hope one day to chat to him again just because I like talking to him. He's funny. He's interesting. You know, you will, you will never hear a bad word come out of my mouth about Steve Gorman. No, he has been a total class act for us. I've, I've, I've had one interaction in particular with him that, um, that, I, that I will say gives me so much respect for him that, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to say anything bad about him. He is a, he's a good person and he's thoughtful, and uh, I, I wish wish him all the best with the radio show and with Trigger Hippie and whatever he does. Uh, a class act, top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, Trigger Hippie, I really like. Like, you know, we talked about it on his episode, and that could, you know, possibly come across as well. You know, they might have just been doing that because Steve was on. But no, I like. I really like that full circle and then some record, and I enjoy. I, I, I still listen to it. I play it all the time. Trigger Hippie, I, that. That last album, I'm telling you, man, it gets better with time. As you listen to it on my digital kill, we do our top ten albums, and I had it at number three. And honestly, that "Born to Be Blue" was my favorite song that came out last year. And let me tell you what: go, you can go on her Instagram, on Amber's Instagram, 
and see some videos of her performing during the quarantine, that girl can sing. Oh, uh, she's unbelievable. And that, like, Trigger Hippie, I like Trigger, the first Trigger Hippie album when it came out, and I enjoyed it. And, you know, that's got some heavy hitters on it, Jackie Green and, you know, Joan Osborne. But honestly, I, I honestly believe that the Full Circle and Then Some record is the better of the two. I agree. But, you know, that was great. And then, you know, uh, um, another guest by the name of Steve really did us a, uh, a solid music author and, and journalist, Steve Hyden. That was a crazy interview because... I think when I was setting it up, it was like, hey, can you give us 20 minutes? And then (laughs) I think the actual recorded part of the interview was an hour. And then after we quit recording, he stayed on the the Skype session for another hour with us. Yeah. I mean, he was just good to chat to. uh, Man, he's kind of he reminds me a lot of like Matt Penfield. Like he's just this musical sponge and he knows so much and he has these like, you know, big opinions on things and. So we sat there for close to an hour after we quit recording. And I don't think we even really talked about the Black Crows. It was a bunch of other stuff that we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. And, you know, his, uh, oh, man, fantastic that he came on. Some of our our most uh, rewarding guests have all been named Steve. So, you know, (laughs) but, you know, if you if you you want to get on the podcast, have the first name Steve. Yeah, because our, our most. I mean, I don't necessarily see it this way, but, you know, universally, our most controversial guest was also a Steve, and that was Mr., uh, you know, Steve Hager, um, who's, you know, renowned in the, uh, fan base, you know, for, for his taping and his, um, you know, his persona and his, uh, his humor. And it was some people, I mean, you know, I, I fully believe that if some people knew specifically where he was, they would go and get him because, like, he just, he has this ability to infuriate and uh, delight, like, almost simultaneously, you know. And uh, I, I really enjoyed having him on. Some people, you know, may have, you know, had some negative things to say about it. Not crazy amount, but, you know, some people have an axe to grind with him, and I don't particularly care. I don't know about you. I thought he was great to have on, and I'll have him on again in a heartbeat. I'll be honest. That was that was my biggest coup that ever pulled off. He is he is hysterical. And before we even did that interview, he and I talked on the telephone one night. You know, I think he was a little leery at first of coming on, and then he and I talked or whatever. And then uh, he had a I think by all accounts he had a good time doing it. And you know, he told us at the end he said, "Yeah, if you guys want to do a part two, I'll do a part two. And it was interesting though because first of all, you find that he he truly loves the music. And he truly wants to get the music out, but he's developed this almost like wrestling character, you know, like he's got this like character that, that he plays on the message boards or whatever. And after talking with him, it all makes sense. And like maybe there were times he would say some stuff that, I, that kind of flustered me in the past. And now I understand what he's really doing. And I'm like, it's great. It's funny, too, because, you know, he's on facebook pages now and you know pertaining to the band and the magpie slur I mean, I mean the guy has done a lot for the fans of this band whether you want to accept that or not a, a lot of recordings that are out there are because of him and and stories and information and and things and it's it's you know he's he's a part he's as much a part of the black crows fabric as you know anybody and and you know, and, but people, you know, on these on these message boards, they still insist on trying to go toe to toe with him. And I, I think to myself, like, do you know how long this guy's been doing this stuff? You, you're never going to beat him. You it's know? like Muhammad Ali; you're never yeah. going to get him. 
Yeah, and he does like a rope a dope with you. Like he'll just he'll just keep you know peppering you, and you know until you, you know you you know run out of the house with your hair on fire. Like you know it's like you know it's crazy. But I do want to ask you this because I, this is my personal opinion. I I do think that your answer is going to coincide, but I'm just going to throw it out there, and we'll see. In your opinion and your experience, who was the sweetest guest we ever had on? Ultimately, we'll have to go with Charity. Exactly. That's what I was. I just wanted to see if we matched up because I think you know of all the guests we had, not that nobody was ever negative, but Charity Charity Co had this aura about her that was like, like for the rest of the day after we did that interview, I was like walking around like whistling a tune. I, you know, it was like, wow, that's a very positive person. You know, and kind of that positivity translates to you. It, it was so it's so enjoyable talking to her. Yeah, she knocked it out of the park, and uh, I've communicated with her a time or two since then, and just a sweetheart of a human being. And one of the things I took away from that was I've always wondered, like backup singers, I'm sure they do gigs where they're not, they don't enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Mona has played with everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's done gigs where she's like, I don't enjoy the music, but, you know, it's, it's, it's how, you know, it's how I make my living or whatever. Charity and Mona, enjoyed their time in the black crows a lot and it was interesting when i think i think we were off we'd quit recording with charity or whatever we're asking her about different songs and she was just like breaking into them like oh i loved it when we you know we we'd hit that groove and 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 everything and she just shed so much light on on the band and one of the things that i'm always going to take away from charity and mona was what they said about chris and rich personally yeah um they they you know there's there's a picture out there of Chris and Rich that people have of, of, of how they think they are. And they showed another side that, unfortunately, I don't think we get to see a lot just because the band is very guarded. They portrayed them as human beings. And some of the stuff that Charity and Mona told us about Chris and Rich, I thought was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it it it, 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 it gave me faith in my you know, overall opinion of those guys and, and the stock I've put into them over the years. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you mentioned Mona, of course, and Mona, you know, if, if is a very, very close second to charity in the, in the kindness realm. And, uh, you know, I, which is not surprising because she's charity's mom. So, you know, but Mona right. was very gracious with us, a very sweet person. And I, when I said, when, when you know I, I had spoken to Mona, and then there was like a, a large gap in between when we first spoke, and then when we were firming up the details as to when we were going to record and things like that. And I had, uh, you know, I had the like a very mild, but you know, kind of crushing flu at the time. But I remember mentioning that to her, like I apologize. Oh, sorry, I had said to her, sorry for the delay in getting back to you. I you know, haven't been feeling too great. And, and Mona spent like fifteen minutes giving me like. Uh, you know, mom's home remedies for things. And, uh, you know, I was like, that's a nice person that would just do that for you, you know? So, <laughs> you know, she had a, she had a good time and I, I kind of get from charity that she really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. She told me that she listened to it and enjoyed it and her husband enjoyed it. And I, I was, I, I'm always glad when the person we have on listens to it and says they enjoyed it. Yeah. And one last person I want to, I don't want to forget to to mention that was a, just a great guest. He had a great time. He's texted me a lot about it was Jeff Dunn. Oh, on our, on our last episode, man, the stories he's got from getting a watch from Eric Clapton to, you know, getting to mix Jimmy Page with the Black Crows. Um, 
uh, great guy, and he uh, he he really enjoyed his time, and we're going to have him on again. Oh, absolutely, and he really did us a service at the time the episode came out because he he spread it around to you know his friends and family and things, and was really up on what we did. And and just I, the funny thing about recording that episode too was as much as I was interested in his Black Crow stories, like I wanted to hear his stuff about his his time with his father uh uh duck dunn you know and all that stuff you know that was just as interesting to me i mean he had so much stuff to talk about you know you know and, and a guy that was um maybe i don't want to i don't want to say not not resistant at all but like a little cautious about coming on for whatever reason you know ultimately ended up having such a great time and, I, and that really makes me happy to know that somebody felt fully comfortable after just talking with us like that yeah, he, he was great. Like I said, we want to have him on again in, in some capacity for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, and, and in terms of great people, and, you know, we've talked about people that we've met and and forged relationships with on, you know, whatever, however large or small those relationships are. Got to say, in doing this whole podcast, in terms of uh, people we've had on and people that have supported us, two of the greatest guys I've personally encountered doing this are Steve Gleason and Seth Miller from the from the Black Rose Tribute Band, the Americans. Oh yeah, they've been great, man. Not only is that band awesome, and 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 they play all the deep cuts, and they're great musicians, but they have uh, they've supported us from day one, and uh, they came on together for uh, an episode, and then Steve uh, bid and won that uh, Nucci Space fundraiser, and we had him on for the Fillmore shows. Which going back and listening to those, I really enjoyed those. I know I know they were kind of long. But I think, you know, if you're a Black Crows nerd like us, that, that you know, people, you know, you really enjoy that. And we're going to we're going to do something kind of like that in the future again. Uh, it may not be like a, a four or five night run, maybe like a two night run. But uh, we'll have somebody on do that one. Yeah, those guys are great. They always support us. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, in terms of we do, a, we started doing a lot of uh we call them the under review episodes, the album breakdowns and things. And for a while we were doing them quite close together and we've you know since started to space them out a bit more just so it doesn't you know you don't get burnt out on one recurring theme but we i love doing those and that those doing those was the basis for doing the new thing i'm doing now the classic wax because i thought to myself well i'd like to keep doing this but there's other albums outside of the black crows i'd like to talk about and there's i love doing those episodes but i, I we had two in particular that were like the most controversial ones or, and that was the, and, but also two episodes that were amongst our most listened to episodes. And that was the episode four, which was the lions episode. So the, I think that was the first one we actually did. And we said, ah, let's swing for the trees and do lions. You know, let's really throw people off. You know, we didn't do Southern harmony that everybody loves, right. you know, but, and then the uh, episode 24 was by your side, you know, and, and the thing I took away from those two episodes the most was that, several people on both counts contacted me and said, you know, I kind of wrote this album off and because you guys talked about it the way you did, I went back and listened to it and I had a different appreciation for it. And and I think that's great. And that's the whole goal really. Well, and also there, there are people that are more fans of those albums than they, I think are, they're scared to admit it online. Yeah. Because you know, the daggers come out, especially with, well, I don't know. I feel like I got a lot of messages of people saying, "Hey, I enjoyed the episode, but I just really can't stand lines, whatever." Which is fine. I mean, if, I mean, there's things I don't like that other people love, like the Eagles, and 
<laughs> what, did, what, did, what did Don Henley ever do to you, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what? I love his solos. I, I'm, not, I'm not joking. I, I really enjoy his solo stuff. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get on the Eagles rant some other point. Um, the Lions episode, though, it felt so good to do it because I was like, you know, I feel very passionate about some of those songs. And there's some stuff on there that I do not like at all, and I think it's some of the worst stuff they've ever done. And there's four or five songs you can just go ahead and take those off, and you've got a, you know, to me, you've got a much better album. But uh, and like we said, that was the the you and I our first time to see the Crows was on when they were promoting that album. Yeah. Um, you know, I like I said, I've, I've told people I was a casual fan through the '90s, and somewhere around '98, '99, I just became a diehard fan. And so this was the first album that came out when I was really like chomping at the bit, you know, for a new Black Crows album. So there may be some of that in in the way I look at it. I admit that. But then the By Your Side episode with uh, Jason Johannes, another great guest, he just knocked that one out of the park. And, you know, there were some some like very strong feelings about some of the songs on um, By Your Side, like Welcome to the Good Times and Horsehead and stuff like that. Those Those two episodes, I feel like people either liked them. I thought like most people liked them, but, you know, strong opinions on those two albums. And that's kind of why we did those first. Like we said, the the big three, we kind of want to try to get somebody on maybe that had something to do with the out, those albums. But uh, I've enjoyed the under-review episodes a lot. They've been some of my favorite non-guest episodes. Of course, <laughs> a running uh, running joke between us. And uh, I, I, I think... I think I'm going to let this go now, David. And moving into our second year, I'm going to I'm going to relinquish this. But I, I've I've harbored a lot of uh, bitterness, I guess, at the the under review episode we did for what is probably still I regard as my favorite album of all time. And you know, this might be surprising to people who didn't listen to that episode because there are many and uh, people who don't have never heard me say it otherwise. Uh, my favorite album of all time is Rich Robinson's The Ceaseless Sight. And we did that under review episode and I thought it was going to be great and I thought it was, you know, people were going to come out of the woodwork and agree with me and that is our, that is our least listened to episode to this day. <laughs> and I did, I, I tried to push it later on and get people to go back like maybe they didn't no, notice it the first time and nothing. <laughs> so I'm letting it go now, okay? And that's, that, that has honestly surprised me because the, um, Two New Earth Mud albums we did for Chris have have good download numbers, and I love Ceaseless Side. I think it's the best it's the best thing outside the Crows Rich has done. And there are a few songs on there I think are some of the best songs he's ever recorded. Period with anybody. Uh, but that one, yeah, that one's always a, a fun one, and I always like it when people needle uh, Ian about it. Yeah. When you say people needle me about it, are you you're referring to yourself? Because yeah, <laughs> you know, you always so, you're, I'm referring to myself in the plurality. You do. You always put the screws to me on that one. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. You know what I mean? I put myself out there. So, but uh, yeah, all those all those are really great. You know, and uh, we've had so many, so many, just great episodes and great times and and. It's it's an unbelievable thing, and you know we could go, sit here and go on for hours about all the experiences we've had and, and fun times and things, and even things that you know have happened when the mics aren't on and we're not recording and things that have never been released. And you know, uh, like I said before, you know, if this all stopped right now, I'd have so many things to take away from this, and so many things that would I would have for the rest of my life. And I'm always forever grateful for that. And I think, you know, I hope 
carrying forward into our second year and, and however many more years we, we go on doing this because there's no set end to it, of course. But I hope that those experiences carry on. And, you know, things that have already started happening more recently, you know, things we can't really catch, we can't let out of the bag just yet. But uh, it seems to be it's going to keep on that trajectory. Wouldn't you agree? I agree completely. And, hey, we started a podcast, and like a month later, the rumors of the Crows getting back together hit. So, I mean, hey, yeah. we we, we got to claim some uh, credit for that, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, David, don't beat around the bush. Say it. It was us, all right? We got them back together. <laughs> The excitement well, you know, was there. And, and if I I have my doubts whether like <laughs> this tour is going to happen this summer. I mean, I just I mean they're going to tour at some point, and um, we're going to try to go to as many of those shows, and um, hopefully there's going to be some new music. I think there. I think I don't see any re- way there's not new music if if they're truly enjoying each other as much as they say they are. But uh, getting back to what you said, yeah, man, it's just been so cool, and it's it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a lot of fun getting to know everybody. And people reaching out to us, and us reaching out to other people. And I'll say, I'm going to say this, and because there's been a lot of talk on some of the message boards, why don't you have this person? Why don't you have that person? Why don't you have this person? If they're a person that most people want to hear, I promise you, we've reached out to them. Yeah, we we have had people flat out say no. I'm not going to name names. No. I hope that changes in the future. We've had a lot of people say maybe, and we've had some people recently say. Circle back, and we'll do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, there's been people that have been very gracious in their responses to us and said, you know, it's just the timing isn't right for me right now, you know, but I'm not shutting it down. And then there's, you know, there's people that say, you know, uh, um, get get back to me in, in a bit and we'll try something. There's people that have said they're not interested, and, 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 and I respect any response that anybody gives us. If, you know, yeah, I don't want anybody. I I don't know about you. I don't want anybody here that doesn't want to be here. Yeah, and we're not gonna. If somebody says nobody's been rude to us, no, definitely uh, not. But if somebody says no, we're not gonna badger them. Um, no, because I don't want yeah. a begrudging guest. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and my hope is that some of those people that have said no, they continue to listen and at some point change their mind because we think we've treated everybody very fairly. That's come on. Uh, both uh, promoting it and with our questions, you know, I think anybody that's been our guest would, would would vouch for us on that. But some of the people that have you know appeared with in the Black Crows universe and maybe in a more minor capacity, like guys that maybe only played with them for a short time or things like that, like I, I get the impression that those guys think maybe they don't have anything to offer, or or they're not their 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 time was so short they don't have an interesting enough story. But like honestly. I'm interested in talking to to those people just as much as uh, you know Chris and Rich Robinson because everybody has a perspective on it and everybody has a unique experience and something to share and and I'm a big fan of a lot of people that have you know breezed through the Black Rose uh, universe whether it be in the band itself or Magpie people or Hookah Brown people or this and that you know so I, I I only hope that as time goes on maybe these these people turn themselves around you know. And if I could just do a quick public service announcement before we wrap things up. Uh, if you are someone out there that has, uh, you know, uh, won something in one of our prize giveaways or anything like that, or I, I got something coming to you, um, cause I, you know, I do all the shipping on those. Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you with everything that's been going on. I've been, uh, I've been a, a frightened little boy to go to the post office. So I will be getting things back out to you. So, Please have uh, the utmost faith in me, and I will get everything out in, in due course. So it's been a fantastic year, David, and 
you know, I, I thank you for presenting me this opportunity in the first place. And I thank, honestly, everybody that's ever interacted with us and continues to interact with us and uh, all the people I've met along the way, uh, you know, even leading up to this, like, you know, uh, Chris Boger and Bill Boger and, uh, you know, all, all the Magpie people and just everybody. You've all been so gracious to us and and we're glad we can provide you with something that you're enjoying. And, and I thank you for all your comments and, and emails and letters and all kinds of, whatever you do to show us you're enjoying this. I, I greatly appreciate it. I agree with you completely. It, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, your, your friendship, like I said, the best thing that's come out of it for me, uh, we'll, we'll be friends long after this is, this is over with. And just all the people that have listened, all the guests that have come on that have taken a chance with us. I, I just appreciate it. And, and we do this because we enjoy it and we want to learn more, you know, about the band and, and you know, and get with, get with as many of you as we can. And we're going to continue doing that in the future. I'm really looking forward to what we have planned and I'm really looking forward to some of our future guests. I think people are going to really enjoy that. And like I said, we're going to keep trying to get all the heavy hitters. Don't, uh, don't you worry. Yes, and uh, yes. at, at, at some point, all that I'm, I'm sure is going to happen because uh, we want this to be as informative and fun as it can be. So a, uh, a big thank you to everybody that listens without all of you listening. This was, would not take place. And so, uh, a big thank you to all our, to all the people that listen. We forever grateful and uh, really appreciate it. Absolutely. But uh, as as always, we we wrap things up with a song. Today we're going to do two songs. We're going to pick one each. Um, something that you know, uh, kind of, we kind of came up with it you know on the fly a little bit. But uh, two performances that stuck out in our minds. Uh, so we're going to do a, as they say in the uh, FM radio business, a twofer. So. Uh, I've got um, tied up and swallowed from the uh, 1215 1996 show, which is one of my favorite Black Crow shows of all time. And David, what selection did you make? From Freakin' Roll, the classic lineup, at least I think the best lineup they ever had. No Speak, No Slave, because this is a rock and roll band, and that is rock and roll at its finest. Absolutely. And uh, thank you all for joining us, as always, and we will see you next time. Stay tall.